Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Yeah. yeah, it's 81. All right, Made in Trafford podcast episode 81. The road to 100 continues. 100. Um, thank you for rocking with us. Uh, we've got a good episode lined up for you guys. Um, so I'm just going to jump straight into the mandem. Tell, tell the people who you are. Also, you see Big 2L in the building. LL Coolins, as Iman used to say back in the day. <laughs> we're here in the I flesh. That's a fact. Hair in the flesh, baby. Well, not in the flesh, but you know what I mean. Soon come, soon come. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's E, man. It's, ha- it's happening. It's all happening. Love it's that. Happening. <laughs> Protection there. Those who know what that means, shall see. But yeah. Love that. <laughs> all right, and I'm your, I'm Two Dems. Uh, another episode. Uh, let's just get straight into it. So, um, a bit of a somber now, I guess, to start on, but I think it's the best place to start as well. Um, you have to give credit to the OGs and the legends who really built this. Um, DMX, I'm, you know, I'm sure we've all heard, isn't doing well. Um, I guess I just wanted to use this as an opportunity to like big up his legacy and how important he is to the scene. And obviously, it's painful to see because he's an OG that's had uh, issues for a long time, and he's been he's really been battling them. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think um, it's one of those weird ones. Do you guys feel like there's certain legends that were around before us that we didn't actually realise how legendary they were? Yeah. Like, like, I feel like X is in that category because we heard like X gone give it to you when it came out, essentially when we were young. And then we had heard of Rough, Rider, Rough Riders, we had heard of certain songs, but we didn't know, or I personally didn't know he was like, one of the guys, guys, back then, yeah. if that makes sense. So seeing how people are reacting, like it makes me realise again, obviously now I know, but it makes me realise again how big of a legacy, you know, he has. So it is very, very sad, man. His work rate as well at that time was insane. I think he was the first artist to ever have two number one albums in the same year. There's that uh, very, very popular video of him at Woodstock and it looks like he sold out the whole world. My guy, <laughs> if Thanos had been there and he'd done the snapping in, it would have been insane. He had but the he had the Yakubiums going crazy. For real, dog. Just <laughs> <laughs> so legendary. Like he's one of the funniest people, unintentionally funny as well. Like you know that video from the Breakfast Club where he sings um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Every mm-hmm. time you know when when I see it, when I see that on the TV, I'm like, all right, it's Christmas time, you know. <laughs> But he was just—he's just done so much. that's unintentionally funny, and he's just a great person as well. It's just—it's so painful to see because these are just—I saw a video online about how he, you know, the thing that's dictated his life, um, and he's had a real battle with his crack, 
and how he got onto it. Like, um, so he was chilling with someone and they gave him uh, a blunt and the blunt was laced with crack. And he's more or less been hooked ever since then. But it's just so painful to see that he's not been able to defeat that. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't. You know how that story goes. But it just, yeah, it's one of those things that breaks your heart. One thing that makes me the most concerned is like he has kind of relapsed a few times. So I think mm. he was actually on the recovery. He had um, he had a relapse last year where he checked himself into rehab, I believe. And I think mm. when he came out, the first few reports said that he was looking to like do shows, do dates, do live appearances, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And obviously he's capable of doing it. He's in the right mental space, but I think, Sometimes maybe we we don't give you know people the ability to take the time to recover. Maybe he yeah, might that. rush that process. So I mean, even seeing it, it's just like okay, you're happy for him, but you're also like, should you really be actually going out there doing those things if you're not 100 percent there? And unfortunately, the situation has happened. And I think it's there's been have you guys seen it? There's been loads of like conflicting reports about his actual mental yeah, state. Yeah, so yeah. State. So they said he was on life support. Now they're saying, then I saw apparently he wasn't and he was moving on his own. Um, but that has since changed and they're still saying it's not looking good. Um, he is still on life support. Um, you just have to hope and pray, you know, that he, he gets through this, basically. There's there's not a lot else. That's all we can do at this moment in time. And the conflicting reports won't help for people who like are diehard fans of his as well. Yeah, it it happens. It happened with um, it happened with Wayne. Do you remember? It was uh, maybe six, seven years ago. It was like a report that Wayne overdosed, and then TMZ mm. came out and said like he died, and everyone was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Or oh, was it like intensive care? And mm. Everyone was like, "What the hell?" And like that wasn't hours the case. later, he was fine. So mm. it's hard to know because typically they're actually spot on TMZ. They actually usually get yeah ninety nine percent correct. So it is a bit of a that's a weird crazy, one. You know, that's actually a crazy world we live in that CMD gets it as correct as they be getting it. Yeah. I think it's when crazy. they, for them, is when they broke Kobe and everyone was like, wow, this, they're really getting the legit news. Yeah, it's almost them ones where you don't even want to, you don't even want to believe it, bruv, when you read it. No, and yeah, no, but this one, I mean, you just have to hope and pray it gets through But, you know, if, if the worst case scenario happened, you would just have to, um, It'd be a real loss for the genre and for the people, because that's a that's a legend, and it sucks that when pe- we only give people their flowers when they're in this position. Like, I don't think we've had a real in-depth conversation about DMX before this, but it's it's one of those ones, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not just for the genre; it's just for the whole world. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> like there's there's a lot of people in in different cultures. Like I know. Like, I know of a few Italians, I know some Lithuanians, Romanians, even Polish people. Like, they don't know who, like, who, they don't know YG, they don't know, they don't know any of the new rappers today. Some of them, Mm. like, they don't even listen to that stuff. But DMX, DMX is what broke hip-hop into their culture. Do you understand? Mm. So, um... They they must have been listening to like punk rock, um, heavy metal, um, 
like that mad noise where you go in the you go in like um, <coughs> what do you call this them them breaking raves. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> raves like them sort That's of sounds. The next thing they hear is DMX. They're like, oh, what's this? And then even like when I listen to some Polish music, I'm, I'm not really on heavy on Polish music. When I listen to it, I definitely see the influence on what some yeah, like DMX would have had. You know. So that actually makes sense because his yeah. style is very like it is uh I'm gonna say quite aggressive if that makes sense. You know, it's really up tempo. You look at his biggest tracks, they all are quite like up tempo, um, hard hitting, especially like X Gone Give It To You is a very hard hitting track, you know. Um yeah, I, I don't I don't think there was any other artist who sounded like him except for Tupac. And even like Snoop Dogg, he even said that. If there's anybody who's living today who resembles Tupac in a heavy way, it's DMX. Mm. Um, because they're both they're both gangsters. I think, of course, they had different lives, but mm. um, yeah, no, DMX is definitely somebody who's a a legend as well. But I think I think people always get mixed up with this top ten, top ten, top five, whatever. But people should know there was a time where. Jay Z and DMX were were doing battles, yeah. And nobody know nobody knew who won. They just said, yeah, both of them were good. And there's always conflicting sides. Yeah, Jay won, not DMX won. So there's always conflicting sides. But at the end of the day, like, nah, D- DMX is yeah, he's prime. DMX probably different. was the person that was going toe to toe with Jay the most, really, especially because yeah. DMX, you know, could do it on the mic, but he could also do it commercially. So he was the only one that I think. Um, was able to rise to the challenge that was Jay-Z, especially in Jay-Z in his prime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, praise up to praise up to DMX, man. Side note, yo, that Jay-Z voice note thing on Twitter, Ima, I don't know if you've seen it. I'll send it to you after this, but yo, that's been having me. Oh, yeah. Oh, he sings SpongeBob. Um... That should be having me in tears. The latest one he did about uh, <laughs> about chicken, <laughs> and I was like, I had to tell Tata. <laughs> Yo, if if you want to lift your mood, goes. I don't know what it's called, but um, it's not hard to find. It's just it's just Jay. Someone's clearly pretending to be Jay Z, um, and it's putting voice notes onto it, and that shit is the funniest shit ever, man. You know, Jay Z will find him. You know, because he's in, he's he's working with Jack now, and he owns Twitter, so you know he can find him. <laughs> like, like how would you what, how would you feel? Do you know there's an artist that sounds like Jay Z? So I've, heard about, actually, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. He's actually he's it. actually pretty good as well, but he just I mean, because you know there's Jay Z and then you know there's him as well, but mm. they sound like very much alike, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not Jay Z. I just sound like him, but I'm not Jay Z. <laughs> that Jay Z page is hilarious, honestly. It's one of the funniest things I've seen, maybe ever. <laughs> that chicken run one that they, that came out the other day had me in stitches, man. It's just the uh, emphasis on the words that he puts. Um, I don't want to be a pie. That's <laughs> so it's honestly it's dumb, but we love it. Um, all right. So second topic for today, Iman. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Demi. What is that in your topic? Kenzo. Kenzo? Yeah, I like. Look at him shining, <laughs> drippy, drippy. Look at money, him, money long. Of course, ninety-five drip. I see that. Exactly. Come on, I have to represent the only ninety-five baby in the in the group. You damn right. 
One six of my name like Kenzo, you know. Okay. Oh, uh, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, second topic, second topic. Let me get this off. Uh, Justice League. What are we saying? Hey, man, did you get the chance I to download it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I, I guess I, I torrent, I torrent that stuff because it's like, I can't find it. I know that link that you gave me was bugging. So, yeah, no, yeah. the link that you gave me was bugging, but I torrent it. I'll try to send you a different one. Cause that link, I don't I've know got, I've got the whole film. Ah, oh, fair enough. If you got a turn, then that's fine. But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, spoiler free review. Spoiler free review. It was no, good. Go man. ahead, because I already know how the film ends. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not even. Yeah, exactly. It's the same movie. Well, it's not the same it's movie, the same but film. it's the same. Pr- it's, it begins and ends the same. If that makes any type of sense. For, yeah, for, no, for the people that. who don't understand, it's like the original Christian Bible. Yeah. Like the King James <laughs> Version Bible, and then all these other versions. Those mm. other versions are the what's his name? Actually, don't mention his name. The King James Version is like Zack Snyder's version, and then the other mm. versions are, are them, them dead versions. Yeah, just to let you know. Yeah, no, I, it's it's a it's a vast improvement. I don't I don't know if it's because it's he's got the four hours that it's that much better, but it's it's night and day really. I think. Um, it's so much better and it was a really enjoyable experience like, i personally didn't feel like it felt like four hours i watched it in one sitting um and i really enjoyed what i saw uh zach snyder can be proud of himself i think there's some amazing moments in it that will stick with me for sure i think that scene at the end where flash has to run as fast as he can i think that will go down as a great comic book movie moment there's a lot that stands out man and it's just a shame that you know warner brothers didn't let him get off his original ideas anyway I can see why they didn't you know uh, Minus still wasn't the hit um, that I think they wanted and the less said about BVS the better and he's created this universe which is subpar I don't think anyone would feel um, I don't think um, people bad. understand the universe at all like the universe is, yeah that's a fact the, the characters that are used in this particular like this universe currently at the moment Forget about the multiverse, uh, Robert, Robert, um, Robert Pattinson in, in the other film. Like, of course, that's been now it's been um, headlined as a parallel universe. Mm. But like some of the characters, for example, you go into Watchmen, right? Mm. All the original actors of Watchmen are in Aquaman, are in Batman versus Superman, are in Man of Steel. Mm. So the fact that they're just using they're just taking all these actors from here from here from here moving them there like there is there is an important story do you get what i'm saying and mm. like, people don't realize this like people do would you like to see the story continue um to be honest there uh, yes i would like to see the story continue but then when there are a bunch of films that basically create a story for another film. Mm. So Justice League, if Zack Snyder had his wishes to do the four-hour film, then Aquaman would have been a whole completely different vibe. That's, yeah, that's an interesting point. Rather rather than that, I mean, it was cool, but it's like, man got hench to be funny. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? So he got hench to be funny. and And then on this... I haven't really seen the actual film itself, but from 
uh, actual reviews and so on and so forth. Was um, Jason Momoa, was he funny in any way, shape or form in this film? Not it's a more, as much. No, no, yeah. So it's a, a more, uh, what's the word? It's a more grounded performance. Even Ezra Miller, the Flash, who was supposed to be the jokey guy in the first, or is the jokey guy in the theatrical cut, which came out in 2017, that's less gone. And, or no, it's, it's more or less gone, but the character is more grounded, which I really enjoyed because the Flash, I found annoying in the theatrical cut. But here, you can, his personality makes sense. The reason he is the way he is makes more sense. I think a lot of the ideas that were there have been given time to breathe. Ray Fisher, needs to, Ray Fisher needs to beat up uh, Josh Whedon. That's what I have to that's say right a now. Bad. He needs to that find where he it. lives and he needs to punch him up because he is the key cog of this movie. And mm. it made, the movie made so much more sense with his backstory. Without it, and what we saw, what, two years ago when it came out, three years ago when it came out, it, I don't know what Josh Whedon was thinking. I, I really don't. That was odd. That would be one of the most oddest decisions I've ever seen in movie history because that, that didn't make no sense, man. But the thing the, is, it's not to say that Josh Whedon is a bad, uh, he's a bad director. I mean, maybe with Ray Fisher's beef with Josh Whedon, maybe, but I'm talking about like as a whole, I don't think he's a bad director. It's just that he came to fix something when the whole painting is done. Like the whole film is already done. And then yeah, now you have that. to take bits off of it and then recut it and then remake it so that these guys are happy. Not even that the fact that you are happy as a director, but Warner Bros are happy. So mm. it's, you know, I, I, I can understand why a lot of people may be angry at Joss Whedon, but you have, to, you have to take into consideration that it's not solely his fault. Um, yeah. But then again... But, he, but he made, I think that cyborg thing is his fault. There's, he's made yeah. some issues, uh, not issues, he's made some decisions in that theatrical cut that just, to me, they don't make sense. At all, at all. I think you're really going to like this movie, man. When I was watching it, there were certain aspects of it where I was like, okay, no, they've, they've given this, they've fleshed this out. And mm, it's yeah. a very, if anything, I'm actually quite sad now that they're not going to take it further. Because I think well, yeah, it I has like, I want to see legs. this world continue. Yeah, yeah, I think it has legs. Um, I think that's not a definite... The biggest issue with um, everything that's going on with uh, the DC characters is they don't have a Kevin Feige to, like, be there and be like, yo, this is a bad idea. Scrap that. We'll go with that. Someone to just be like, yo, these are the ideas that I think are good and this is what we're going to use to build the universe off of. Because there is there is promise in the Snyderverse. I just think I just think there needs to be more direction going forward. That they can't afford to keep having these mistakes. Because now you're redconning things, and does that matter? Does the Aquaman film mean anything? Does Wonder Woman's films mean anything now going forward? Because you're still going to do it's... Wonder Woman movies, but you're saying you're not continuing the Snyderverse. It's... And then obviously there's another Batman coming out. At, you know, you know what I'm it's saying? It's a mess. It's a mess. It is a mess. How how was the second film again? Wonder Woman? No, that was, it was two pack of ass. That was terrible, man. It was a two pack of ass, man. Is that a I CGI? Mean, they, they, could, they could resurrect it. <laughs> they could resurrect it. They're gonna make another yeah. one. They will make another yeah. one. But it's yeah. a two pack of ass. That could, she, she deserves the character's good. Gal Gal Gadot is uh, great in the role. Um, so I, I would 
be down to see another Wonder Woman film. And I think her first film is good. Um, I think that Aquaman film has um, good parts. As dumb as it is, it has good parts. Um, so elements of the Snyderverse work. And I don't know if you might have ever seen it. Oh, I complete Shazam. Shazam is actually a good film. And it's That's a good Snyderverse. film. That's a good film. So yeah, and, there's and, things uh, here I want to see. Black Adam? Is it Black Adam? Oh, Black That's Adam. coming yeah. out next year. Yeah. So. And then what is it? What's that damn film? Suicide Squad. The man can keep that. When they said they're not releasing an air cut, I was like, yeah, keep, you can hold that. I have no, I have no, uh, I have no stock in anything to do with Suicide <laughs> Squad after that. Honestly, the James Gunn one might be good. I think, no, no, I think, I think from from what I heard about Suicide Squad, the first one, they were going in depth into each individual character, like properly. Mm. Like, and I think some of the characters would have been explored in a way that a lot of people would have just thought, let's just cancel the film anyway. But mm. in a way where people can be invested in a story, character wise, maybe not, but invested in a story, they probably would have loved it a lot more. That's probably, mm. that's most likely why Will Smith is not there and Idris Elba is here. But Hunger is belly dancing. I don't want to hear it, man. It's, it's, it's done. <laughs> There's a film, I don't need a. A director's cut for it's Suicide Squad. From when Kyle Levine was belly dancing, Homegirl. I've not seen her in a film since. She's not an actor. No, do, do, do you know um, those two characters? Are the like what's her name again? Kyle uh, Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is Incubus, and the brother's name is Succubus. There are some Christians who know what those two names are. Yeah, but for those people who don't know, basically those two. Those two names are demons that are they're, they're like uh, sex dream demons. They come and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard that in the film, I was like, bro, turn this off, man. I was that like, turn it off. Oh, man. That film was one of my worst cinema experiences ever. Yeah, it was terrible. I will say um, one of the things I was still a bit disappointed in in Justice League was Batman. I feel like... Really? I feel like he's so washed, bro. And after every, after every, literally the beef will pop off, and then five minutes later he will just turn up and he'll just be like, "Good job, guys. Let's go into the next motive." He was he he's the man in the project that is is the one who shows up right at the end, like, "Yeah, fam, I put this together. I did this, but did no work, fam." He was he was just in the Batmobile doing that. If I pull up in that. <laughs> just to get back to <laughs> Batman was dumb man yeah he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't holding it down he couldn't hang at all with them and it's weird because he was on smoke on BVS so in this I was watching him just laughing to myself like nah you look washed bro yeah he's strange it's anyway, that's oh, yeah, even, even another thing as well that really annoyed me was the fact that I saw Batman versus Superman. I saw Steppenwolf and his ugly face. Yeah. <laughs> then I see this Justice League and he's looking a bit handsome. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. When did he get a makeover? And then now that the Zack Snyder cut comes out, it's like, now the the image makes sense of Steppenwolf. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like Things like that really annoyed me. It was just like, no, you can't tell me that I didn't see what I saw. 
like I saw Steppenwolf and his ugly face. And then now he's more humanized. Like he's more humanoid. Like mm. he's looking more like a human face. I guess but that, that sometimes happens. Like the Thanos we see in Infinity War and Endgame isn't the same as the one that we saw at the end of Avengers. Like they gave that boy a makeover. Hey, you know what? That, that Steppenwolf was was disgustingly horny in the theatrical cut. I saw this. He was, he was after them. <laughs> he was after that mother box. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch a side by side of him trying to get the mother box in the theatrical cut and in the Zack Snyder cut, it's yeah. He was he was chasing them things down. Okay. Cool. Cool. Nah, it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. I have to watch it in two bits, but it, it's very. It was a, it was a good watch. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that sounded. Give yourself a pat on the back. That's a fact. I no, will it's got say a new film we... coming in it. Uh, it's coming what? in on. It's coming on Netflix actually, um, with Omari Hordwick. Ghost. Okay, that should be good. Yeah, I so... like Ghost. I will say before we move on, I'm never gonna like that Jared Leto Joker man. Bro, that just, scene pissed me off, man. It's just not good. I was just, I was just like, get off my screen, man. I was, just getting <laughs> my nerves. Because he's, doing, he's doing up, yeah, he was chatting what, and he's doing up too much. Like he, that Joker doesn't have his own identity. I feel like it's a bit of Heath Ledger's, and it's a bit of um, the one from the Joker. It's just not him. Yeah, that scene, that scene did nothing for me. Man was laughing like he had asthma, bro. And I'd know <laughs> that I have asthma, bro. Just bare, bare yeah. gas, no, no laughter. I was like, what is this, bro? It was nah, not good. I want a fan of that. I want a fan of that. All right. So what's the third topic, if you can remind me? It is... I've got a feeling... What is it? It's about said, sports. You said what? COVID passport. Oh, yes, COVID passports. So, yeah, they're saying that COVID passports looks like they're going to come in. What do you mind saying? <laughs> Listen, man. Sticky one still. Listen, man. I actually don't know how I feel about this, but I'm not surprised because, you know, there's always something with this country. There's always something. Mm. We did so so shit at the beginning of COVID to be prepared. We were the shittest in the world. Now we are the best in the world at getting everybody the vaccines. And it's like, everything's hunky-dory. Everything's fine. The sun is shining. And then out of nowhere, nowhere, Boris is like, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to need a passport, my guy. Oh God! There's always a catch, man. There's always a flipping catch, bro. Listen, you can't. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something for real. Yeah. Did you know that there's? <laughs> there are some people who are going to find a way to finesse the system to get a fake COVID passport just to not to take the fucking vaccine. And <laughs> people will find ways. Yeah, what I'm saying is, is that, bruv, listen, you can't tell me, yeah, that this vaccine will do wonders, will get rid of COVID, yeah? Because from the science that they are saying, not me, the government, yeah, what I'm stating is the government, no conspiracy theory, no nothing. I'm stating what mm. the government is saying. Yeah. They are saying, if you get the jab, you can still catch COVID. You may have less of an effect if you actually get it, but you can still catch COVID. Which means what? You are still an individual who's able to spread it. 
So why, why gonna... you, <laughs> and the worst thing about it is that you're saying that there are variants here. That means this COVID-19 finds a way to adapt and evolve. So if you get the vaccine, right, wouldn't it become a lot more stronger? Now, people who put COVID-19, according to the Google statistics, I think I can just double check right now, because if I come off this, it's going to be a bit of a mad thing, right? But as far as I remember, I think it was like... Yo, Iman. Yeah. Your your mic is um getting muffled as you speak. If you pull it out, it should be better. Yeah. Yeah, it's much better now. It's much better now. Yeah. So basically, as I was saying, I think it's at like two percent the, the the COVID deaths. If you just double check, mm. that, I don't want to state no 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 figures out the out the. Have you got the figures? Why would I? I didn't have the figures. But girl, I get your point. <laughs> I, 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 get I your just point to check. I'm just gonna check. I would. What do you want me to double check? All right, double check the figures for COVID-19. How many people have actually contracted COVID-19 COVID and how many people have died from COVID-19? In the UK, yeah? Overall in the world. Okay. Just bear with us, guys. Bear, bear, bear with us. Bear All right, us. so 131 million and 2.84 deaths. So, statistically, without the vaccines, 2% of people have died. Of course, that's a very tragic number. Rest in peace to all those individuals. And my condolences go out to all of them. But without the vaccine, it's 2.8. Now, that's 98, well, 99 million, close enough to 100 million people who have caught it and some will have recovered. So, if we have built up immunity, why do we need a vaccine? More importantly, why do we need a vaccine passport? Like, what is the issue? Yeah, no. Why do we need a vaccine passport? I guess uh, it, the reason they'll say is because um, their reasoning will be that it's to help businesses get back. So to make people feel more safe in those certain spaces. It's obviously the typical places which they're going to ask you to have the passport for. So places like cinemas, uh, clubs, but like I'm sure some restaurants will try and enforce it X, Y, and Z. So their reason will be to help businesses get back safely. I hear what you're saying, but that's that's what they're gonna say. And then more importantly, even um, I think there was one or two politicians who came out and said that these uh COVID pass these um COVID nineteen vaccine passports should not be allowed due to the fact that they will enforce a um a discrimination type. So some people will not be able to do certain activities. Yeah, some people won't be able to scale the vaccine. But the vaccine itself is not mandatory. And moreover, if 50% of the nation or the whole entire world gets the vaccine, then the world should go back to normal, according to the sciences from a few months mm. back. So why on earth do we need a freaking passport to prove that we have a vaccine? And, then, and, and, and this and this vaccine is not even mandatory. I guess they are they're tripping themselves up. I guess it's it's one of them ones. It's like their their thing will be you don't have to get it, but it's gonna it's gonna make your life difficult if you don't have it and you don't have that vaccine passport. Because there's not gonna be a lot that you can do, and they'll make sure that it's gonna be a sticky one for you if you don't have it. You know what I mean? 
And the so, worst thing about it is that you're still going to catch COVID-19. But the, the idea the behind the vaccine wasn't to... The vaccine isn't going to get rid of COVID. Like COVID isn't going to necessarily go away. It's more to... The reason they need the vaccine is to help with the number of admissions to hospitals and stuff like that. Because if less people are getting sick from it, that to the point that it incapacitates them and they have to go to the hospital, that's less pressure on the NHS. It means more people can uh, do stuff. It, it just makes life a lot easier for a lot of people. I'm going to say something that might just be too controversial, yeah, but the NHS has been flopping since... 2014. Hmm. I hear what, and I know what you mean because no, nah, nah, hold, hold on. But if you uh, deep it, the reason why the UK voted for Brexit was for what? To save damage. 350 million, 350 million bus in it. So, in, in my mind, I can understand why they have um, taken funding away from the NHS, mainly due to the fact that they want other businesses, such as private hospitals, to now come in and at least push for better services, competition, so on and so forth, and even better healthcare, so that other individuals can actually benefit. So that now there's a playing field where at least the NHS loses that um, pressure when other individuals, well, other entities, I mean other businesses can actually uh, take care of those situations, right? Mm. But when you're telling me save the NHS and you're also telling me, like, and, and I'm giving you the fact of, okay, 2016, they were trying to save the NHS. They've been trying mm. to save the NHS for a long time. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. In my it's... mind, a lot of things are just fact after fact after fact. I'm not telling no rubbish, no bullshit. I'm just giving you facts. Yeah. All this, all this time, they've been telling us we need a vaccine because it will help us stop the spread of COVID-19. Science comes out and says, no, it won't. We'll still carry COVID-19. I hear what you're saying, but that's great. Now we have to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Sorry. Yeah, we have to get a COVID-19 vaccine to stop the spread of COVID-19, which doesn't stop the spread of COVID-19. But if we don't get it, we have to then have, we, we have to subject ourselves into limitations of what we can actually get as a human being in the United Kingdom. In other words, it's not about stopping are... the spread. It's, the vaccine was never going to do that because the issue is it was just to simply, the way the vaccine works is it will put less pressure on our health services and on society because it's not going to eradicate the disease, but people can still get it, but they won't get as ill from it. So it might just become like the common cold, basically. You know, it won't be as uh, detrimental as it has been, you know, when it was in that first wave and the second wave, where it's really knocking people out. It won't be, thankfully, hopefully it shouldn't be like that. I think the biggest issue is, you know, I, I agree. They, they've taken funding away from the NHS and then, you know, they've done wonders during this period. Um, but... You know, they've made life difficult for them. And then the vaccine passport is a bit of a contradiction because you're saying the, the vaccine isn't mandatory, but then now you want to introduce it. There's going to be a lot of people um, who just won't be able, who just won't want to get it, you know? But it's, it's that thing. They're just gonna, it's going to make life difficult for people, especially for people who are unsure if they want to get it, X, Y, and Z. 
and and that's it's not it's no slander to like any, anybody who works in NHS because it's a bit difficult like to obviously talk about NHS and some people do work in NHS and they're doing everything they can and they see mm. this firsthand they see everything going on firsthand but it's just that the information and the statistics show that firstly a vaccine is not mandatory two I don't think it's necessary. If 103 million people in the world have caught COVID-19, according to statistics that is given by all the nations collectively together, and only 2.9 uh, million people... But no, I, I do think... I think the vaccine is necessary because you need to protect the people who are vulnerable to it. So, you know, people who are falling into the categories where, you know, if they get it, it's going to knock them for six. I don't think um, it would be... It wouldn't be wise to not have the vaccine and then not to use it. That would be an issue, I think, personally. Um, yeah. it's, it is necessary. It's just the fact that my issue with the passport is it's just going to make life very difficult for, the, for people who might not be able to get it for whatever reason. And it's just going to be long. It's just going to make life difficult. And the thing that's going to, I think, will be the most annoying thing is it's going to be in the hands of particular people and businesses who will make the decisions um make those decisions because it's not like the government's going to regulate just businesses will say well you can't come in here if you don't have a vaccine passport exactly and that's that's the issue that then becomes a very discriminatory behavior like oh you haven't got a vaccine you can't come in is it mandatory mm. for us to take it no so why do i now have to be subject subjected to the fact that either i have to have it or i don't have to have it if i don't have to have it i don't have to have it it's not mm. mandatory. It's my free will. It's my choice. And this is yeah. facts. I'm, I'm not giving no conspiracy theory. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. Conspiracy theory. I'll be talking about stuff that really a lot of people will just turn off and just not listen to it. But mm. come on. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I know. If you've not made it mandatory and then you're now saying everyone has to have the passport, I get it. I do get it. It's, it's, it is, it's, it's just, it's the, is that what Colin said at the start of the conversation? It's, there, it's one thing after another, and it's a continuous merry-go-round, which they just can't seem to make up their mind on or sort out. So it, it's jarring, for sure. But, yeah, I guess moving on to the next topic, uh, the final topic for the day. Um, a young man by the name of Richard went missing. I, I can't pronounce his surname, but... Um, this story is just a painful one. So his mum has been, the family's been pleading um, for anyone who's seen anything, um, you know, to come forward and help. Um, but it's just painful because the mum went to the police, you know, said my child is missing. And then their response was, if you can't find, if you can't find him, how will we? And, you know, obviously as black people, we already have a, a tough relationship with the police, but, for them, for you to go to them and say, look, I need your help with this. And for them to say that to you, it's just disgusting. Yeah, man, this whole situation is really sad. Um, I feel for the family. I also feel for him because it seems like, I don't know, I feel like there's just like a big gap in information that's been missing. Because he went missing mm. on the 22nd, I think, or 23rd. And there was reports maybe the beginning or middle, middle of this week where he was last seen in, in Essex. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know how, you know, living in the most CCTV-populated city in the world that they can't track his movement 
from then from that That's week some, to, to yeah. this week so something something doesn't add up to me personally um but yeah i just hope you're safe i hope you sound safe and i hope it turns yeah, out yeah. well because you know how these things go man yeah and it's painful because obviously i think he's just had a you know the reports are that he's also just had a bit of a tough time um wasn't coping well with uh, uni and I think everyone, you know, isn't, some people's mental health hasn't, you know, more or less survived the pandemic. So I think he was also in that spot as well um, when he was reported missing. So it's, it's just concerning. And there's a lot of people who I'm sure might be in the same boat as well. But it's that thing of this is the most populated, or not most populated, but the CCTV is heavy in this country. Um, and it just kind of feels that like when you hear stuff like that, it's like they don't care. How can you say that? And then just you basically said you don't care about that life, essentially, to me. Yeah. Especially the fact that he has a sickle cell. Uh, sickle cell mm. So the fact that he was missing around this time, parents were very worried. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. It does just make you feel for the family, especially for his mum, man, because that, you know, she's been, she's done a lot of uh, TV appearances and it's painful to watch, honestly, just how upset she is. Yeah, absolutely. It's painful to see. Because it's, it's just one of those ones, you just have to hope that he comes home safely. Um, and just hopefully, you know, I hope now that the police are taking his uh, case more seriously, I just hope that we don't see something like this again. Yeah, man. It's just, I feel like there's always going to be something like this, unfortunately. Like, it's just one of those things. Even with the Sarah Everard thing that happened recently, mm. um, you know, these abductions or people going missing, unfortunately, happen a lot. So it would just be nice if there was a situation whereby it doesn't end the way we, you know, fear it to end, you know? So, yeah, that's that's the most important thing. I just we're, we're just hoping for the best. Go on, if, man. If I'm to talk about like, um, like what's been reported, um, about the police, like years up until now, is that the year the the police have been heavily underfunded, mm. uh, and then that's why they've just done a mass recruiting from 2018 up until 2020 they've done like a mass recruiting um to get rid of a lot of um to get rid of a lot of noise and the fact that yeah we are putting police on the streets we are putting making sure that things are going right now with the sarah everard situation it's like i don't know how long that person has been a policeman but someone should have checked up on his history someone should have checked up on his um, his psyche. Now, with this situation, for some, for a police individual to turn around, I don't know if it was a policeman or a policewoman, but mm. to turn around and say, if you can't find him, well, how do you think we're going to find him? I think the police is highly underfunded, and when it comes to these situations about children going missing, people going missing, I don't think they have the facilities to actually do that. So then, I now that this is blown up in their face. They have to now go and find him. Mm. I hear that, but my thing is, and then even even with um, the situation with the I've forgotten her name. The one there was a a black black woman who had died. Um, yeah, close to the seaside, and she was talking to a boyfriend. The next thing, 
Yeah. A couple hours later, they find her meters away from her phone. And the police... And they said that really, was just... Yeah, they didn't look into it, really. They didn't look into it. And I it just think it's like because they, they just don't have so the funding much. and they don't have the facilities to do so. So I think... But I don't know. No, it's, coming I, back I don't... To, it's coming back to the government. No, no, no. Hold on. It's coming back to the government of, like, what is going on? You guys are reducing a lot of funding to actually help the police in to make sure that the police do a better job in finding out... Um, well, not finding out, but solving situations fairly quickly and effectively. And I think that's what needs to be exercised in terms of what the government needs to do for the police. Mm. Um, in this situation currently in the moment, I just pray that the police, they find him, and I pray that the son goes back to the family alive and well. Mm. Um, because, you know, around that week, it was fairly cold. And then, you know, somebody who's suffering from sickle cell anemia, I don't suffer that from, from that disease, but as far as I know what the disease yeah. is, your blood cells, they change shape and it could be very painful and you can die fairly easily. So, mm. you know, I think um, for, yeah. For me, it's just, it's just painful because it does, it just comes off as if they're saying they don't care. And that's, that's what, that's all it is really. That's what's the most painful thing about it. You know, his mum made it very clear what the situation was to them. And they didn't do anything. It, it just looks like they don't care, which is frustrating. So I hope to see less of this going forward. And we, do, we just have to remain uh, faithful that he will come home. And yeah, prayers up to the family and to everybody affected yeah. by it. Yeah. If anybody That's knows anything, just reach out to the, to the proper authorities. Yeah. That's a fact. All right, so... Happy, happy Easter, oh. happy Easter, guys. Like, enjoy your Easter and that. Of course, this episode is going to come out the day after Easter, but you know, I hope you guys have had a great Easter. You know what I'm saying? Are fire. you guys done anything? Nah, nah, man, nothing, not yet. Wow, might get turned, <laughs> <laughs> might get turned. No work tomorrow, innit? Yeah, the hangover might be hanging. It's a fact. Um, all right, boys, you know what time it is music suggestions. Uh, I'll kick things off. Um, I'm going to give it to Russ and Tion Wayne with Body. The song is silly, but I'll be lying if I said it wasn't infectious. I know the running joke is, I'm sure no one over the age of uh, 18 is listening to this song, but by da- God damn it, I enjoy it. <laughs> cool, cool. Mine is... Um, my recommendation is a song called Curious by Van Jess. Jimmy, Tense, and Garen. Um, it's a good song. Their EP is quite good. Listen to it over the weekend. Got good vibes. Those women are talented. Um, and I like the vibe of the song. So, Curious by Van Jess. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to Paul Stefan quite some time now. But um, he, he switched up the vibe and he's come out with a new track. Which is Giri Bas, uh, spot G A B, sorry, G B A S. Uh, Paul Stefan and Quincy OG. Go and check it out. It's pretty cool. Song. Love that. All right. So, Maiden Shafford, episode 81 in the books. Um, until next time, people, take care. Peace. <laughs>